Kelly's Heroes. Okay, so here we go. My next guest on Kelly's Heroes. She's a wonderful actor. She's a wonderful person. And she's a mate. So I'm going to call her and hope she's there. Well, the phone's ringing. It's always a good sign. Hello, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you'd say that. That is unbelievable. I like... (laughs) Hello, baby. Hello, baby. I I was saying to my wife, Camilla, I said, I hope she says, hello, baby. And you did. I always associate that with you. <laughs> you started the whole "hello, baby" thing. What was that? I think was... it started. Well, it started off you taking the piss out of my accent when we first yes, met. Of course, so it, it went on from there. Well, that's standard, isn't it, I'm afraid. And because you've got the most wonderful accent in the world, you know it's dear to my heart. I might do it <laughs> once or twice during this interview. I might even do an impression of Robin Lefevre. You know, going to have a couple of bites. You know, with some notes. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when he gave Art Malik that? No, Art won't mind me saying this, actually, because I just worked with him and I reminded him of the story. Yeah. When he dried on stage during the tech. Yeah. And um, he said, and he said yes into the wings, and <laughs> Robin Lefebvre said, "There is no yes, Art." <laughs> <laughs> and hold on, he might have. Even, do you know what he said the same to me? You know, I did a similar thing. Do, do you remember that speech I did? That was that was amazing, but it was a bit of a. Oh my nightmare. god, it was so long. It was. Uh, 19, 19, 19, you're still there, 19, yes sir, the yeah. bike is late, but he's only 20 minutes late, you know, um, and it was like, it <laughs> the was the most complicated speech, well it was incredible, and, and I was really, really confident about it, and then um, Robin kept saying, you know Craig, you're a fighter pilot in, in the, you know, World <laughs> War II, and um, if you get this right, they're going to love you, you're going to be a hero, but if you f*** it up, they'll hate you. <laughs> This was on the tech. This was on the tech, mum. I think we'd, we'd almost done the dress. If, is the tech after the dress or the dress? Or the tech? The tech is after the Darling, dress. Darling, it? it's the tech first, obviously. Tech, I'm sorry, it's days been, and then the dress. It's been so long. It's been so long know, since I've tread so the boards. Tread the boards. I mean, I just, you know, it's. I can't afford to do it anymore. Um, but well, I, darling, I know. Maybe yeah. we should do one together. Well. Why don't we do a transcript of this podcast? Because I think there's drama, drama afoot. Okay, I'll get. To, can, I, can I play Russell T. Davis and you play Max Beasley? Yeah, kid, you know I'm. Hey, kid, kid, have you ever heard the Michael Parkinson? <laughs> He's very good, kid. He listens to his guests. Oh my god, that was so funny! I have to say that was yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Which one? You know, I much? still, I, I still haven't forgiven Max. You know yeah, why? If you remember that no, I wasn't I allowed to come it. to your wedding because of Max Beasley. Was that Max? Was that his fault? Well, Why were you doing Survivors? Was that what you were doing? We were doing we were doing Survivors together, yeah, yeah. and then we both got the phone call to say you were getting married yeah. in in Ibiza. Yeah. And then the producers came to us and said only one of you can go. Oh my God! What so you, because of the on. schedule? Because they couldn't work around us. Well, don't tell this to Max, but I'd have preferred you. <laughs> Well, I hope he's listening. Well, the thing is, we we sort of we. I reckon that you know, with boy code and all that sort of stuff, oh, <clears> no. you had you had known Max longer, so he got oh, he got um, I, he I, got to go. But I was I've never forgiven him. Well, I've not forgiven him. I'm I'm not speaking to him from now on. But I, 
I was actually thinking, why didn't Jules come to my wedding? I think you might be psychic because you did the hello baby and you just explained quite clearly why you didn't come to my wedding. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, let me just go back because um, I want to, you know, I, I just want to get this off my chest. When I did Helpless with you, the the um, it wasn't award winning, but it should have been. But the critically acclaimed <laughs> at the Domar 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 her house, which I've never worked in yeah. since, even though they thought I was wonderful. Apparently, but anyway, you know what I mean. Who do you believe? Um, and uh, not bitter. And no. um, basically, I was on stage, and and I was I was I remember thinking, you know, like when you visualise something, and I, and I remember thinking. I am going to smash this. This is going to be one of those shows, and this speech in particular, where I just bring the house down every single night. And I was just like, and I kept having this fighter pilot thing in my in my head. I think it was the dress, right? But what had yeah. happened at the last minute, they'd shifted me up. I remember being upstage, and they basically moved my table. So I had to come on, bring the table on, and I had these big old <laughs> headphones and a wire, right? So I, so, so I go to go to set up for my big moment, and this is the dress rehearsal. This is like we are, I don't know, hours away from going on. Hours and away. Hours away, darling. And um, R- Robin's in the in the audience, and you're terrified, aren't you, on on dress? And anyway, the the wire happened to get caught around my ankle. So when I (laughs) came on stage, I basically almost cracked my head open on the corner of this table. And I remember <laughs> literally almost shitting myself and thinking, oh, all right. And then, and then I thought, you know, continue, continue. You know what I mean? Like the show must go on. And I sat there <laughs> and I went, line. And Robin went. I don't remember that. Yeah, and Robin went. There is no prompt in the Stirta Krieg. Oh God! And that was I it. Mean, well, I mean, well, darling, you know, you could have died. That's you could have died on stage. Imagine you cracked your head open and you see your career flashing, flashing oh, before you. <laughs> I don't think he'd have been that bothered. To be, to be I honest. just remember loads and loads and loads. Every night we had loads of queers folk fans in. Do you oh, remember? Oh my God! Do you remember the knickers? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was yeah. one of the highlights of my life, if not career, really. And and I remember looking round. <laughs> thinking, does everyone know that they're for me? I think Art Malik thought that they were for him. <laughs> a pair actually landed on his nose. <laughs> there was about six pairs, wasn't there, with the, with the numbers not, yeah, written on them? I mean, it, was like, it, was like being, it was like being on stage with a rock star. I you felt... Know? I, I definitely peaked at that point. That was it my It was peak. so funny, because... I don't know if you remember this, but on the press night... Um, I couldn't, you know, I, I used to come on stage from, from, you know, from outside the auditorium. Yeah. And um, I was standing outside waiting to come on and I was just about to go in and this big barley security guard came and stood in my way and said, what? I'm sorry, you can't come in now. He was <laughs> Jerry Halley, Jerry Halliwell's bodyguard. Was Jerry she Halliwell was the there, audience. was she? Oh, Jim yeah. Spice was there. God, and, God that's, um, so he wouldn't let said, you on. So what happened? No, they wouldn't let me. I said, I'm, I'm in the play move your big you should have kicked him <laughs> kicked him in the nuts <laughs> he was just like this big you know like big burly bouncer type yeah he just was like you know no like you know anyway it was anyway i got on darling it was sure darling was that night i um, listen i'm surprised he messed with you because for me you're like i don't know you're not well, he messed with he didn't mention me. <laughs> right, he now no longer lives on this on this on this earth <laughs> he was he was taken care of with a glasgow case oh <laughs> uh, well, so well listen that's a brilliant start and i think feel free to 
tell me about those knickers uh, during this 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 interview stroke <laughs> podcast stroke catch up. Well, I have to say that my other abiding memory of yeah. this, and I'm sure you will remember, it's when mm. we it was when when we were in rehearsals, yeah. you were nominated for an Oscar. Oh my God! This you you're unbelievable. You are psychic. <laughs> Because that's the third thing that I was hoping you'd mention. I was nominated for an Oscar and I couldn't go. Now, you let me just get go. this clear to my to my thousands of listeners. Um, I, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily nominated for an Oscar. Julie's been very, very kind. But the short film that, that was the longest short film in history, it was about a 40-minute um, short feature and yeah. I was the lead in it. So essentially it was my Oscar, should should we exactly, have Exactly, darling. I was invited to go to the Oscars, that's right. And I was yeah. I was I was I was doing a show in at the Don Mar Warehouse, love. <laughs> with me. Yeah, with you, and love. I, and I had to turn I... it down. And the irony was Sam Mendes, the irony was there. Was that he that's what he won his Oscars. I know. The irony, oh. and and he came to the dressing room, and I think I was a bit bitter about it all, about me not getting to the Oscars. But I didn't realise that until twenty years later, in, until just now, in fact, he came back to the. Do you remember he came to the to our dressing room? Yeah, and he brought the Oscar. He, and then he got it out, didn't he? Well, he brought it. At, the shock, most shocking thing was that he brought it in a Tesco's bag. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about not drawing attention to the well, fact that I, it was an Oscar. Well, that's what I'm saying. Was was he taking? But at least the you place? got to do your speech. Well, th- well, they. Oh, do you, do you do you remember me whipping it out of his hand? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever told anyone that story? Oh my! I've told think, everyone that. I don't think I mean, people you, would believe you, it. The only reason you got there was because I didn't get there first. Oh, that's amazing! We're all, we were all dying to do our speeches, thinking that's the closest I'm ever going to bloody get. No, but I genuinely believed it was just a dress rehearsal. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well, what I remember was one that one. we were in we were in this bar, you, me, and Ra- the, La Rachel Sterling. Yes, Mister. And um, and. You just found out that the film had been nominated for an Oscar, and yeah. and we were like, "Well, we have to, we have to celebrate." And we went into this bar, <laughs> yeah. And I said, um, "He's just been nominated for an Oscar. We need champagne." And the woman behind the bar was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And I said, "I think you should give him champagne for nothing because he's just been nominated for an Oscar." And they gave us a bottle of champagne on the house. Did they really? Yeah. See, Do you not remember? No, I don't remember. I mean, I was probably probably quite quite squiffy at that point Jules what I mean what time was it oh it was early because I think you'd found out in the afternoon right so so we went straight from so we went straight from rehearsals to the bar I I mean I I don't remember leaving the bar that's for sure but (laughs) so um... so we weren't performing and we and we we must have stayed till five in the morning then because I think we stayed didn't we we watched it I think think we ended up you know we did we did the usual Soho house yeah. ended up in a in a you know a, a bar with loads of drag queens in Soho somewhere. Standard, just normal. Standard. <laughs> Was I in drag? Did I wear those red shoes? <laughs> you were in the red high heels, darling. Yes, well, of course. So I, I mean, think you should explain that. Oh, okay. Well, well, the red heels were were a lost weekend in in Brighton, and um, if I remember rightly, were they not Joes? Do you want to explain that? Yeah, I was going out with Joe McGann at the time. Yeah. No, they weren't mine. I I was going out with Joe McGann at the time. And we were always saying that he would look fabulous and drag. Yeah. So um, he's a big so man I, as well, isn't he? He's, he's, you know, he's, he's a, a very guy. big man. So for my, for his birthday, I bought him. A, I went to a, a, a 
a shop in Soho where all the drag queens buy their shoes. Yeah. And um, in fact, no, it wasn't in Soho. It's in King's Cross. I can't remember the name of the place. Anyway, yeah. view, if any if any, any any viewers know, yeah. <laughs> any um, viewers, yeah, because viewers. no, I'll tell you what. Let's let, let's film this as well right now. I'm going to get my camera out <laughs> just so we get some viewers. <laughs> I don't just want listeners. That's just boring. I want oh, some viewers, man. God damn it. Go on. Sorry. So I bought so I bought Joe a pair yeah. of t- size 11 I think it was yeah. pair of red high heels for his right. birthday. Amazing. And he paraded around in them and then of course everybody that came to the pink house yeah. which is our house in Brighton the party yeah. house yeah. Oh, God, I still had to wear had to get the red high heels on and I've still got a fantastic picture of you that I found the other day. Yeah you sent it to um, me. Oh, should put that on Instagram really shouldn't I? You should. Yeah. Um of you in the high heels looking fabulous. I did look and fab. You, I, I really enjoyed that. You actually, also looked very comfortable. Oh no no I mean let's let's make no bones I enjoyed wearing those red heels. It's, Good. It, it's, that means was... you're a real man. <laughs> exactly. They're, only, they're a little bit too big for me because I am a size nine. So next time, yeah. Jules, get me a size nine, will you? You know, next time I come to buy yeah. I kind of seem to remember you looked like you were wearing your mum's heels. <laughs> well, well, that picture though as well, it's an amazing picture. I, I think we're going to have to post it on Instagram now, you know, because I, I think this is should. all linked to Instagram, isn't it? So uh, okay. let's let's post this and let the, the, the Joe public judge for themselves whether they were too big for me. Um, um, I normally start this show off, uh, Jules, um, with um, questions from my kids. And Love it's that. normally to get the ball rolling, but I think the ball is well and truly rolled, isn't it? <laughs> but, well, it has rolled, but I'd be curious to see what their questions were. Okay, they're, they're well, so cute. they are very, very cute. And, and I always ask the kids literally five minutes before I go live. That's the way I want to do it. And I never um, ask them to change their mind. I go, okay, that's the question that you want to ask. Vincent's question is what's your favourite jewellery and diamonds? That was his exact question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so sweet. Well, yeah. well, I guess my favourite jewellery is, my certainly my favourite diamond is my engagement ring that, oh. that Davey bought me. That's yeah. definitely my favourite diamond. Yeah. Um, my other favourite diamond would obviously be the one that, um, Richard Burton gave Elizabeth Taylor. However, that's never going to happen. I was excited then. Oh, he famously gave her the biggest, you know, most expensive diamond in the world. But um, show off. You know, I don't. I know such a show off. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. So that would be my second favorite diamond. Yeah. Uh, my favorite piece of jewelry, I guess, is a is from um, my mum had a, this little. Um, it was like a kind of it was a little cheap thing like a little pendant but you used to you could open it it's, it's gold and it's got uh, red and blue and green stones around it yeah. with little tassels and you can yeah. open it and put your favorite perfume in it Oh, so that amazing. you always smell of your favorite perfume on a bit of cotton wool oh, and actually it still sweet. smells of her oh. so so i guess that's my favorite piece of jewelry oh that's well that's absolutely beautiful So um, I like to just, you know, shoot the breeze. But I did want to ask you, Jules. Um, yes, darling. Now, obviously, you've you've done so much stuff now. And, and everyone that I've spoke to, uh, you know, because I get lots of people asking me, friends, and a lot of people are, are listening to this, which is incredible. And, and, oh, you know, who have you got on next? And I've said to about four or five people, I've got you on. And everyone knows who you are. 
which is a really nice thing. And they've oh, all mentioned so nice. different different things that you've done. I <laughs> remember you first from the Persia 106 ad. Yeah, so I got the Persia ads quite early on in my career, which I think was quite quite a good thing. So nobody yeah. really knew who I was. Right. And um, and the weird thing is that I was living with Mark Strong at the time. Yeah. And Mark got, in the, the same week that Mark, that I got the Persia ads, he got an, a car ad as well for, I can't remember the, the brand. I think it was, um, was it Jaguar? Skoda. No, darling. Was it Skoda? No, he now he does Jaguar, but he, he started Jag- off with Skoda. He wasn't Jaguar in those days, darling. He was very much Skoda. <laughs> we got these car ads at the same time, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and they were brilliant because I basically got to travel the world with them. We went to New York. We filmed in New Orleans, Los Angeles, Puerto Rico, um, Italy, France. I mean, we we just travelled the world with yeah. doing these ads. They were brilliant, and they, they were you know, brilliant. they 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 bought the pink house. That's amazing, and they were fun and sexy, which is perfect because the pink house was fun and sexy. Yeah, and and they were like Thelma and, and Louise type things, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were meant to be. It was meant to be a sort of Thelma and Louise pastiche. Yeah. Only you know, we only we didn't have a very sexy open top Cadillac or. <laughs> you had um, a Peugeot one hundred and six. <laughs> did you say hello baby <laughs> i think i did say hello baby did point. you did you oh, get that they in were, they were such good fun i have yeah. to say they were brilliant i loved doing them oh wait. you know they used to give me a car what you used to get a so, car as well. You used to get a Peugeot 106 convertible to drive no, around. No, not not a convertible, oh. unfortunately. They didn't oh, come in a convertible. But oh, they, right. they, um, they gave me a car. And then every time it kind of, I don't know, every time the ashtrays were full, they would just they would just deliver a new one to the door. That is unbelievable. Well, what Those were the days, they, eh? They paid for everything. They paid for the insurance. They paid for the road tax. The only thing they didn't pay was petrol. Were and you... they even paid for the they even paid for parking tickets. So I used to <laughs> literally park it on, you know, bus lanes and You you yeah. must have felt you had like diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> you can do what the hell you wanted. I mean you know what I mean? The police couldn't great. touch you. Yeah, that that is amazing the, the way they took care of you. I really like that because you were Queen B, let's face it. You were, you were oh, well, they, I had to say, per, the Peridot people were really, really good to me. In fact, one of the best things we ever did was they said, would you like to come to the... <laughs> it was quite yeah. embarrassing. They said, <laughs> would you like to come to the Peridot picnic we have every year? <laughs> and of course, <laughs> Annie and I said, oh, I'm not quite sure. They said, well, we'll give you X amount of money. We were like, yeah, absolutely, we'll really? go. This sounds like the dream job. It's a job I could deal with now. I mean, I take the Skoda rod. <laughs> But the embarrassing thing was that they helicoptered us in. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like we were rock stars, you know? Oh, well, to be fair, I used to see you as a bit of a rock star. You you, you had that you had that rock star chic about you. Oh, when God, you used anyway, to say to me, hello, baby. Hello, I'll tell you what, though, baby. Jules, didn't we used to have a right old laugh? As we are now, but we used to have a right old laugh, didn't we? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, that Didn't job was us. so much fun. And then it the was. weekends you'd come down to the pink house, it was just oh, joy. It was joy. It, it, was, yeah. it was a really, really special time. And and it and it feels feels like yesterday. I know, it really does. My God, yeah. Doesn't it? And we're, and we're, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we're still here. I mean, you're, 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 you're still smashing it, Jules. I mean, your last job, um, was, it, was it Penance? Yeah, Penance. That on, did yeah, incredibly well, five. didn't it? It did do really well, yeah. It was a great job, actually. Yeah. Because I'd kind of been moaning about the fact that there was no really good parts for women over 50, and then yeah. somebody shut me up and said, well, look, here. here Hold on a minute. What, what, what did you just say? What I did, did you just say you know, about was, being over 50? Uh, Sorry? 
well, darling, I mean, it's... Excuse you know, me? I know, it's, I know it's hard to believe. Of course it is. But... <laughs> You're over 50. Get out of here. That's annoying. That's just not right. Oh, I know. You look I'm fabulous. Actually, is, is I've what actually I'm just to. turned 55. See, I don't understand that. I just, that I doesn't compute for me. But then again, but then again, I'm hurtling towards 50. I well, I, yeah. you see that. See, I just think I still think of everybody as you know in their twenties and thirties, where we're all hurtling around oh, Soho, being I know. That was, very that was, refreshed. That was very <laughs> refreshed. Pre-kids could do what you want. You, you, no one actually tells you that that is the highlight of your life. That particular period in your thirties, that's it, man. That is oh, it, amazing, it's, isn't it? It is. It's the best. Yeah. And also the thing is, you know, obviously having children and all that sort of stuff is wonderful. But of course it is. I think I think you just look back on those days and think, oh my god, I, I didn't have to answer to anyone. No, you know, I had no real commitments. I had no responsibilities. It was just we just you know used to troll about and have a laugh. I mean, I just remember endless nights with you and me and you know and a coterie of actors and so yeah, house being you know, know being ridiculous. We used to own that place. We were we, we were we were almost some of the first members, I think, weren't we? Yeah, well, I was a founding member. Well, there you go. Kelly's Heroes. You know what? I, I just wanted to talk to you about Clunesy. I just I just oh, wanted yeah. to talk to you about Clunesy because he's wonderful. He's a I mean he's yeah. a national treasure. And, uh, you know, how was it to work with him? Because you worked with him on Doc Martin as well. So Yeah, I mean, so was he, well, he was he was one of, I mean, he's, he's he is one of my favourite actors. Yeah. He's one of my favourite leading men ever, yeah, apart brilliant. from you, obviously. Oh, definitely. thanks, darling. Thank you. And um, so the first time I worked with Clune is we worked on a thing called uh, Dirty Tricks, yeah. which was oh, a kind yeah, of yeah, 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 two-part, yeah. three-part ITV um, kind of comedy thriller. Yeah. And um, and then we went on to work with on William and Mary together, and and I I know oh God, that you he constantly was... worked with him then. Well, yeah, because I went off and did at home with the Braithwaite's, and then you know, and then suddenly I was on the kind of ITV list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that he was instrumental in kind of me getting that part. Was he really? There's no doubt about it. Well, because he was cast, and then they, you know, they were seeing a few people, and I know that because we'd worked together yes. and got on so well together. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure he had a say in it. I mean, he always says he didn't, but. You know, he probably but did. I know he, but I know he did. So Clunes had a, we had a very auspicious beginning because when we, when we first met, obviously I knew Martin through Neil Morrissey, yeah, and you know, and that crowd because yeah. you know I was really good friends with Neil, yeah. and um, so I'd met him maybe briefly, kind of socially, maybe once or twice. Anyway, then we worked together on Dirty Tricks. Yeah. And we were playing, um, we were playing lovers in Dirty Tricks, yeah. and we had a very, very, we had a whole day of very enthusiastic sex scenes. Oh God, how were they? And, um, how were they, but, I mean, Jules? But they were, well, they were hilarious because yeah. they were meant to be funny, so they yeah. weren't meant to be sexy. Oh, they were meant to be God. funny, so it it took the kind of sting out of it. And yeah. also, it was just working with him. I just, you know, I adored him by that point. Yeah. However, we didn't really know each other that well. Yeah. And we were staying in a hotel in Oxford, and it was the night before we were meant to film all the sex scenes. Yeah. And we were in the bar, and we were kind of having a laugh about it and saying, okay, you know, what's your boundaries? You know, what do you feel comfortable <laughs> with? We were just having a laugh. And, yeah. and it was just the two of us staying in the hotel, because they'd obviously put the crew in another hotel, like they used to do, yeah. annoyingly. Yeah. So it was just me and him, and we were having a nice chat at the bar, and we had, you know, we had a, a couple of wines and then you know we had a whiskey yeah. and then we went off to our various rooms and it was quite a higgledy piggledy hotel 
Yeah. And so he was in one end and I was in the other. And I did that classic thing that men do. And I always said women don't do this, but I did it. And I woke up in the middle of the night to go for a wee yeah. naked, <laughs> found myself outside the door in the hallway, door <laughs> shut, locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby <laughs> oh baby so I was standing there thinking Shit. oh my god Oh, I mean I was starkers starkers oh, parkers so I thought oh my god what am I going to do what am I going to do mm. I thought well I'm going to just have to brazen it out and go to reception <laughs> and just say I'm, you know anyway I'm walking along the corridor of the hotel oh, just absolutely mortified yeah. and I, I as I walk past this flight of stairs that's leading down into the kitchen and at the bottom of the stairs is a whole big roll of tablecloths I think fantastic yeah, I'll go downstairs get the tablecloths yeah. and you know head off to reception make myself a nice frock yeah and um so I'm on my way down the stairs and then the night porter comes up the stairs and the look on his face was I mean he just he he <laughs> he had a kind of he had a he had a slight look of all my birthdays have happened at once <laughs> and rabbit in the headlight, yeah. complete shock, didn't yeah. know what to do, thought he was dreaming. Anyway, yeah. so I said, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to embarrass you or anything. I'm suddenly naked. Going, I didn't mean to embarrass you, but I've locked myself out of my room. Do you think you could help me? He was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. He's looking at the floor going, blah, 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 and he's oh, going, so just that... stuttering. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lets me back in my room and it's all very... I go down to reception the next day. Everyone knows about it yeah. because it's a small hotel, so they're all laughing and joking about it. Yeah. And then Clune said to me, "We were in the makeup." And he said, "What happened to you last night?" And I told him the story about yeah. me getting trapped outside naked. And then the makeup artist said, "Why didn't you just go to Martin's room?" That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah, it would have looked but, a bit weird, but well. What, we're just about to do sex scenes the next day and I turn up at his door naked. Well, Are you I, kidding me? I, I, no, but that's what I thought you, that, That's what I thought the punchline was going to be. No, and I was really looking forward to oh that exchange God. of you and going, said, well, hello, baby. No, hello, baby. <laughs> you want to get a pra bit of practice? Clunes it. Let's do a bit of practice here. So knowing Clunes, if yeah. you know if you know him, he uh, would have. Yeah. I mean, he would have been so mortified. Yeah. So what? So the, so when the makeup artist said that, I said, well, first of all, I didn't know where he was, where yeah. his room was, which meant I'd have to go to reception <laughs> anyway. And then he said, and I wouldn't have let you in. <laughs> <laughs> No way I would have let you through the door. Oh so man. Well listen, you, you 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 know, you did well and thank God for those tablecloths and that and that weird porter. <laughs> so it was the beginning of a wonderful oh, friendship. Well that's great. But yeah, that's, but that's yeah great we worked story. together. We did it. three series of William and Mary. Um, yeah, yeah, because that was a massive hit, wasn't it? Yeah. And I loved hit. working with him. We just had such a good laugh. It was it was a it was a very, very happy time. He seems um, he seems I'll, a really lovely bloke. Have you yeah. have you have you ever asked him that? Do you do you remember when he was on the Caroline Ahern show? No, I don't. Oh my God, what you, you know? Oh no, remember when she was Mrs. Merton? Was it yeah, Mrs. Oh, Merton? I loved that. Yeah. Oh my God, you've never. Oh, this is unbelievable. She was. She had him on um, with with a big actor. It was like I, don't, I can't remember who it is. Like a big Shakespearean classical actor. Like Patrick Stewart or someone, you know. Yeah. And I'm probably making this up in my in my in my head, but I remember I remember it was brilliant timing. Um, uh, th they'd just been talking about what he was up to, and then they got talking. To, I don't know if it was a film stuff. We'll um, 
have to look on YouTube if it was a film star or or if it was someone like Patrick Stewart and uh, and and she just finished talking to this this actor and then she turned around to Clunzi and said, "Do you like Shakespeare, Clunzi?" <laughs> And he absolutely pissed himself laughing. He took it really well because it was a massive piss take because I think they'd been talking about men behaving badly or something. Do you like Shakespeare, Clunzi? It's just literally one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Oh, she was an absolute genius. She was a genius. Absolute genius. Did you ever meet her? I never met her. And I would love to have met her. She's yeah. like, she would definitely be on my, you know, if I, she'd be on my dinner party list oh, for sure. Oh, God, yeah. Because um, she just I, seemed like the, the the loveliest woman in the world. She was just so talented as well. I mean, ridiculously talented. Very, very talented. And, you know, she's very, very funny. But who would be on your dinner party list, Jules? You just oh, give me God, give me some some um, some very interesting thoughts there. Well, obviously you, darling. I was going to say, I mean, again, you are psychic. <laughs> this psychic trip continues. <laughs> I think you should play a psychic. I think you'd be a really wonderful, bolshy, piss-taking psychic. <laughs> You're going to have a fantastic year, or maybe you won't. I mean, I'll, I'll call myself Madam Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, God, Madam Diarrhea. <laughs> Jesus wept. See, maybe, maybe there's a sketch show character there. I'll get, I'll, I'll get a series out of this for sure. Why diarrhea though? What, what, why not? Well, because you know, because people are always talking. Because it's verbal. Ah, I see. What you're it's the verbals. <laughs> so go on. Who would be on your dinner party list apart from me? Oh, that is so me. difficult. Well, Caroline O'Hara, obviously. Yes, me, Caroline. Well, actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, if she, as long as she would do Mrs. Merton as well, if she could like do maybe Mrs. Merton for the starter. Yeah. And then Caroline for the um, main course and then yeah. maybe um, royal family for dessert so it's, it's basically me her and you and, and that's it because <laughs> she's bringing about four characters her. to the table <laughs> that's, yeah that's basically four people she, oh I don't know I think um, Tallulah Bankhead for sure because she knew all the gossip and the scandal of Hollywood and she was just fabulous and who is she, she I don't I of, don't know her she God, was a, she, she was an she? amazing actress yeah. um, kind of you know, round about the time of Bette Davis and... Oh, um, I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she Golden was era. just... She was a, you know, she swore like a sailor. She drank like a fish. She always, you know, her big thing was, um, you know, my, my father warned me about men and drink, but he never warned me about women and cocaine. <laughs> so she'd Shall be a hoot. She would yeah, be amazing. She, she sounds and then like I'd, great fun. I'd probably invite Hedda Hopper and Luella Parsons, who were the two biggest gossip columns in Hollywood. You're coming up with these names <laughs> I've never heard of. I mean, I thought I knew it all. You've absolutely nailed me. I don't know who the hell these people are, but they sound fabulous, baby. Fabulous, yes, fabulous. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Um, well, that's well, that's a good old lineup. And what would you drink, Jules? Would it, I, Let's keep this brief, because we could spend 20 minutes here. Okay, but what I would, what would drink, drink is I'd, I'd, I'd have martinis. Of course. Dry, sure. dry gin or just, yeah, vodka? Just, no, dirty martinis. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, margaritas. Yeah. Bits of champagne. Yes. Um, We're all in the same, in, in the same bottle. <laughs> the same jug. <laughs> You're so common. I know, I know. It's um, yeah, and I think, I, you know, I think rather, rather than a dinner party, I think maybe just a cocktail party. 
Yeah. They're much more fun. I always find sit down dinners a bit unless you know unless you know the people really well and you can have an absolute hoot. Yeah. Or maybe a lunch. Right, okay, so it's you gone to lunch, so it's a boozy a, a lunch. A lunch or a cocktail party. Okay, well, would, well you could do both. Evening. Just do an all dayer. Yeah, let's do an all dayer. I mean, so I'm there, right? So oh, hold on a minute. I'm definitely there. Am I wearing you those red shoes? Two, you and I are the only two people that are alive, by the way. Okay, <laughs> but not for much longer. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I wearing those red shoes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got to wear the red shoes for sure. Okay, I'm there. You've got to when, wear the red high heels. When are we doing this? Because you're, you're um, not in the pink house anymore. I think we'd have to break into the pink house and have it there. Yeah, Just so, turf, you know, turf somebody, those lot somebody out. Somebody and... bought the pink house oh, and they've painted they. it blue. How dare they? I know. Blue. Oh, my God. Blue. I mean, blue is my favourite colour in terms of what I wear. But to paint the pink house blue, I'm quite offended I th- by that. I think they were, in- I think they were intimidated. You know, well, it's the opposite of pink, I suppose. You know, like they knew, they, they they knew that they were ne- never going to have as good a time as us. Well, then they'd be right, yeah. Because I'm surprised you haven't written a novel about a my red <laughs> shoes and b <laughs> that dinner party that you're talking about uh, that oh. probably you know probably happened in the um pink house. Um, Jules, I want to ask you about Dun breeding because I was extremely impressed with what you did. In fact, I think I think it was amazing. Um, so, oh, I, I, oh, I was so impressed, and I want to want to talk about how that happened. Look, I know how how it's possible to make things, but um, yeah, but but I, but I'm interested in how you got that done, and you know uh, how quick the process was, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it was pretty quick. I mean, I'd been writing it um, for. I've been writing. I'd had the idea for a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, you know, and I'd I'd done the usual thing of sitting in my arse and not doing anything, yeah. procrastinating, and you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, work and life and all that gets in the way. But it's just interesting that, you know, you've just got to do it, haven't you? I mean, yes. you just got to you just got to get on and do it and stop talking about it. So anyway, so I had I'd I'd written all the characters and I'd written some storylines and I was working with a production company. Yeah. And during lockdown the producer just came to me and said, look, why don't we do kind of 10 minute, 15 minute snippets of episodes that almost like little taster episodes yeah. of, you know, a fully formed series, hopefully. Um, so, I, so yeah, that's what we did. And I, and I, I kind of hadn't written any of it. So I just, I just sat down and it just kind of flowed out of me because yeah. I'd had all these ideas <clears throat> for quite yeah. a long time and I knew who the characters were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just, that, saved my sanity during lockdown I have to say because I was so busy either filming or writing or doing production or um, you know all that sort of stuff and and, you know we had a fantastic team and my great friend Robin Shepard you know directed it all from um, you know from her home (laughs) she did a great job Oh, she! I know she did, and it was really, really good fun. And I had so much great feedback from people that I know and people in the industry, and it was just—it was brilliant. And I got the best group of actors, no, actresses together. They were just—I mean, I just adored them all. Yeah, and they were all amazing because they said yes immediately. And so, yeah, it was a—it was brilliant. But it's given me a bit of a kick up the arse in terms of you know thinking, okay, don't, stop. You know, you've just got to get on and do this and finish it. Well, well you have so, to. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm putting my kind of, you know, back into it, and I'm, I'm, I want, to, I want to write it as a fully formed thing, and then hopefully someone might think it's a good idea. 
Well, I think I, I'm I'm sure they will because it's had success anyway. I mean, that's a great uh, taster for them to view uh, that it's been out there already. It's made a splash. You know, we had fantastic producers. You know, my great friends Andrew and Jackie um, and and Claire, and it was just it was like a real kind of cottage industry with us all. Yeah, it was done with a lot of love and a lot of humour, and I think yeah. it kind of saved all of us really. Because I mean, otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. Well, well, that's the thing, Jules. I've done this podcast to save myself from which is fantastic. Madness. Oh, thank you. And you also know because you got trick or treat off the ground, which is amazing. I did. Well, you know what? It's it's one of those things. You know, it's like what you did. It's like don't talk about it. Just get on and do it. And I said, I mean, a feature film, mom- especially, is so hard to get yes. off the ground. Well, it is because it's hard to get the money and it's hard to persuade people that it's you know it's going to do well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but but in the end, it was just one of them. Um, I didn't drink for a year, and that really helped me because when I yeah. didn't drink, um, I haven't drank now um, for quite a while uh, 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 as uh, as well. And when I don't drink, I just basically create, and I feel like yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. loads of energy, and I'm focused, and and I'm clear. But um, with with that film, it was just one of those things. Like I just knew I had to make it, and I yeah. visualized it, and I said, "This is going to get made." And and I, and I visualized it. I said, "I said, and it's a four out of five star film, seven eight out of ten across the board." And that's what I set out to make. And it took every um, cell in my body to to make that happen. And then it's like your little baby is um, is is out there, and people yeah. can watch it. And the next challenge is to is to get as many people to watch it as possible. So that's the next challenge. But yeah, it it, it was it was a real real buzz to make it. No, it's fantastic, and I and I think just the you know the whole kind of day and age we're living in. I think it's not enough just to be unless you're very successful as an actor. Yeah, and you're making lots and lots and lots of money, and you can kind of survive and all that sort of stuff. I think we've just all got to find different strings to our because as we know now we can't no. rely on our industry anymore because oh, no. it's well, really scary isn't it it's, it's extremely scary I mean I am taking it minute by minute sometimes do you know what I mean yeah. are, you, are, you, yeah. are you hopeful I am I mean I had two jobs cancelled did you what and then what they were, were they, Jules, I was going to do Shetland yeah so we were going to do series six of Shetland yeah and then um and then we, I was going to do a thing called Queens of Mystery. And both jobs have now been, you know, put forward to next year. Yeah. Well, and at least they're going to happen, though, right? At, at least they're going to well, happen. Well, yeah. But it's all, it's all very well them saying, oh, well, you know, we'll do it next year. But, I mean, still, you're thinking, oh, my God, that's a year out of work, you know? It is very worrying. But I, I just... I'm kind of hopeful that, you know, our industry are going to work... We're, we're going to work out a way to kind of, you know, to, to be able to do it safely and keep people safe. and Yeah. I have a lot of faith in that, I think, you know. I mean, the industry is worth too much. It's, it's worth too it much is. money to, to everyone. Is. And uh, so, where did people go to during lockdown? They were looking for their entertainment, for their artists. Exactly. And we, you know, we we, we did provide people with a lot of solace. Yeah, And, did. you know, entertainment during that. So I hope they don't, they hope they don't forget us. Well, <laughs> they can't. And if they do, me and you will get together and we'll make sure that they know where their loyalties should lie. Yes, you know what I mean? absolutely. Got to take we'll, care we'll, start, of us. we'll start a campaign. Yes. Well, seriously. <laughs> oh, um, and by the way, I've got to come and see you in Brighton at some point. Come down. I would love it so much. You're still in the same house, Jules? Still the same house? Uh, no, I've moved, moved again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, where I did you go? To- in, I can't stay in the same area for too long. You know, I get chopped out. Yeah. Well, you got to move into a house, paint it, move to the next one. And by the way, just just before I forget, and I know the answer to this, but I'm doing it for Frida because she wants to know what your favourite colour is. Now, come on, surely my favourite colour is pink. I was going to say it's got to be pink, right? If you'd have said like bronze, I'd have been shocked. Definitely pink. Okay, all shades of pink. Well, that's fabulous, baby. So look, that's fabulous, baby. We, we end this this um, interview with a song, right? So, oh yeah, I want to know what your favourite song is. Well, one of my favourite songs yeah. is um, "Dream a Little Dream of Me" by the Mamas and Papas. Is that from Le Miserable? <laughs> <laughs> I dream, I dream, and time's gone by. I know. Actually, it's it's actually it's um Jonathan Harvey likes to think it's from Beautiful Thing, which yeah. it is a beautiful thing, yeah. And that's how I know the song. But um, I don't think that was the original. It wasn't. It was Ella Fitzgerald. Or, or originated. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think yeah. it was the Mamas and the Papas. No, I don't think so. There's a version <gasps> with Ella Fitzgerald and <gasps> we Louis Armstrong. Google it. Um, <gasps> really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, should we do that version? Should Which do- version do you want to do? Well, I only should know we the old school version. Right. Okay. What I normally do is I do my my comedy mouth organ. So so, or <laughs> or I've got yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go for the comedy mouth organ. There we go. Or we could we could do I belong to Glasgow. <laughs> I don't know the words for that one. <laughs> We can are do you, that as a bonus track. Are you are you setting the key? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Right now, now, well, I'm. T- well, it doesn't matter if this is not the right key for you because this is just for comedy. Okay, fine. Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, "I love you." Birds, Birds singing in the sycamore tree. tree. Dream, dream a little, little dream, dream of, of me. me. <laughs> You're behind. Go on. Go on, keep saying. <laughs> Say nighty night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you'll, you'll miss, miss me. me. While, While I'm, I'm alone and blue as can, can be. Dream, dream a little, little dream, dream of me. me. Stars fading, but I linger on, dear. Still craving your kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm longing to linger till dawn. My now that's gone into Frank Sinatra, and (laughs) I think I think that's gone into that's gone into some other song with with the with the right lyrics. Let's just say that that was uh, some kind of remix. Okay, fine, yeah. Yeah? Well, There's the remix, the darling. Remix. <laughs> but Jules, baby. Oh, baby. Thank you so much for doing this. It's It's been it's been a joy. And my, and my bottom's gone numb, which is which is lovely. Excellent. Yes, because, um, I, because so I'm sat gonna, on my four-year-old's chair. Are you going to call this episode Craig's Shiro's? Craig's Shiro? Well, I should really, shouldn't I? <laughs> I should call it Kelly's Heroines. Is that okay to, to say? Kelly's Heroines, that's fine. Okay, baby. Love you. Okay, baby. Thanks so much for doing this. It was this, so lovely to talk to you. Yeah, and I'm going to see you in you. Brighton, for you sure. You are. You are going to see me in Brighton. I absolutely promise. It'll, it, you know, right. it'll be sooner rather than later. All right, fantastic. I'll look forward to it. Cheers, Jules. Bye, baby. Have a lovely day, baby. Bye, You too, baby. baby. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Next time on Kelly's Heroes. Join me as I delve through my phone book and speak to some fabulous people in the world of showbiz. Until then, stay happy. Stay happy.